Hello and welcome to GP Works, the podcast for and about general practice from the Irish College of General Practitioners. I'm Aileen O'Mara and in this episode we've an international emphasis. We're heading to Malaysia to talk to Cathy Cullen about the training programme for family physicians in Malaysia. The programme is just a few years old and it's led by the ICGP. Dr Cullen, welcome to GP Works. Um, thank you very much, Aileen. Delighted to be here. So the Malaysia training programme, it's called MINT-FM for short. What is it exactly and why is the college involved in Malaysia? So the long version of MINT-FM is Malaysia, Ireland, National Training in Family Medicine. GPs are called Family Medicine Specialist or FMS over here. And how we got involved is started back in 2017, 2018, when the Ministry of Health here approached the Irish College of General Practitioners to see about setting up a training programme here in Malaysia. So as you can imagine, there was lots of uh, meetings and talks and conferences between the various people involved. Then an MOU was drawn up and the college or the programme started with our first intake in October 2019. And there hadn't been a programme like that before, isn't that right? Yeah, so we're, we're kind of a new variation of an existing system. So over here, to gain specialisation in family medicine, people have had to do a master's and they're done through universities. And they would be, as you can imagine, quite focused on academia, research and theory. And we're the first, what we're called, a parallel programme. So we're very much more focused on the practicalities and the day-to-day work of a family medicine specialist and doing as close as we can to reproduce Irish general practice training, keeping in mind that we're actually in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And you had a background working with Dr. Austin O'Carroll in, in the North Dublin training scheme. How is that experience relevant to the job you're doing now? Well, the North Dublin GP training scheme was the last of the 14 training schemes to be started in Ireland. And it was started in North Dublin in response to a particular need for GPs in that area. And I joined the programme a year after it started. And I've been with them now for 10 years. I'm currently actually on leave of absence and hope to go back. They're meant to be protecting my space there. And as, as I spent a bit of time there, I moved up to being co-programme director with Austin. So I learned an awful lot around the mechanics, the delivery, the organisation and the numerous aspects that are involved in GP training and particularly in setting up a programme. So I was involved with our very first recruiting, our very first trainers, teaching them how to be trainers, facilitating their workshops, all those skills which have actually been invaluable here as well. Cathy, you're the clinical director since last September, following on from its founding clinical director, Dr. John Latham. What attracted you to the position? Well, to be honest, John was actually working with us in the North Dublin scheme and he retired from clinical practice and then announced to us all he was going to Malaysia. And I said, oh, that sounds very exciting. And didn't think an awful lot more about it until I was at a webinar um, during COVID, as we all were, and Finton announced that they were advertising for John's replacement I just got very excited at the concept of being involved in starting up a programme. And really, you know, this programme has great potential to affect the health of the whole of the population of Malaysia, which it's a wonderful experience to be given that opportunity with one small intervention to make such a big impact. So I checked with my husband, checked with my daughter, checked with my dogs and applied. (laughs) 
And you've been there now since last September, isn't that right? That's right. So how are you finding it? Quite different, I'd say. Yeah, very different uh, in lots of different ways, not only the weather um, and living so near to the equator. So we're 5.4 degrees north here as opposed to 53 degrees north in Ireland. And the day is always 12 hours long. The temperature is always about 30. The humidity is always about 80%. And life itself is very, very different. But, you know, the trainees, the trainers, the scheme directing teams are remarkably similar, you know, in their enthusiasm, their idealism, their worries, their concerns and their desire to learn and to improve family medicine in general. So it's been a really exciting experience being involved here and trying to get as close to reproducing what we have in Ireland, all that is good in Ireland with all that is good here. It's still a very young programme, but it's expanding rapidly. You now have over 200 trainees, I gather, and a further 120 are joining this October. Tell me about the numbers. Yeah, so our first intake was 33 trainees, and they do exactly as we do in Ireland. They do two years in hospital posts, which are assigned to us by the Ministry of Health, which is slightly different. Our second year, we had 56. Last year, we had 116 join. And this year we have capped it at 120 because we just have to stay still for a while to allow us to establish and continue um, and developing on the quality part of what we're doing. So similarly, last year we had our first group move into general practice, which is called uh, KK or Clinic Clinic Kesi Hatan here, which is why I call it KK much easier to say. 27 start and I've just recruited another 56. So the volume and trying to get everybody upskilled simultaneously has really been quite challenging at times. But there's great will and enthusiasm here and great interest in what we're doing, which makes it all an awful lot easier. And are you spread out across the regions in Malaysia? Because, I mean, we have to say that Malaysia has a population of 37 million. It's it's on a bigger scale than Ireland, isn't it? It is, and geographically very, very different. So for those who don't know, and I have to confess, I was in that myself before I came here. So Peninsular Malaysia, it goes from Thailand down as far as Singapore. And we have a program in what's called the Northern Corridor. So that would be around Penang, where I'm based, and goes up into two other states further north, Kedah and Perlis. And then we have another scheme around Kuala Lumpur, and that would be a very big city with up nearly up to, I think, 10 million living in the environs. So a big, busy, frantic, you know, capital city, just like those all over the world. And then we have a scheme down in the southern, which is in a place called Johor Bahru, which is, you can see across the river, you can see Singapore. But Malaysia also has another landmass. It's a part of Borneo. So the island of Borneo is divided into East Malaysia, part of Indonesia and the Kingdom of Brunei. And we will be starting a fourth programme, hopefully, in 2023 in East Malaysia. And uh, East Malaysia is what we would really associate with. It is basically a rainforest. We've just been there on holidays and you really do see orangutans swinging from the trees and crocodiles swimming in the rivers and uh, proboscis monkeys. And there would be a lot of small kampungs or villages and the doctor may have to travel by boat to these small districts to um, on a satellite clinic type of arrangement. 
And at the moment, a lot of doctors are sent there, a little bit like they would have been in Canada, you know, where they were sent to the more remote outback areas to serve a certain period of time. And part of our role here is to train them to work there, to get them to fall in love with the area and hope that there'll be a few more people who are willing to stay in these remote areas and build up uh, primary care in these areas. And how do you attract trainees to the programme, Cathy? I have to say it has been easier than I would have thought. Um, there, is, there seems to be a huge hunger. So we only have 650 family medicine specialists in Malaysia. And if we were to have the same ratio of family medicine specialists to patients as we have in Ireland, there would be 13,000, which is obviously a huge increase. The government is looking to get it halfway there to 6,500. And the doctors seem to know that. So we are turning people away, which is a great weight, great position to be in. And just to say we are currently fee paying, but the doctors are willing to pay the money because they want to be trained to be specialists. So uh, we have a website. I know our best advertisement at the moment is probably our current trainees who would report back that have some webinars and we have some input from the Irish GP GPs who would work within the college and that's been very well received. They're very enthusiastic to get membership of the Irish College because it's recognised and yeah so far our reputation seems to be good uh, and, and that's helping to attract trainees to us. So as you said earlier this is the Irish four-year training program in Malaysia but adapted to local conditions, adapted to the local environment. Can you compare and contrast for me there? Yeah, so what they see and the day's work that they do is actually very, very different. So family medicine developed here from public health. So it did, and that's related to the way the country itself works. So a lot of the family medicine specialists work in large primary care centres, which would remind me of our old health centres that we would have in Ireland. They would have, like I was talking to one doctor today who works in a super clinic. Now, there's only one of them in Ireland, but they would see up to 3,000 patients in a day. So they would have five family medicine specialists, but they would have 90 senior house officers working with them. So that part is really phenomenally different. But the smaller clinics, which would be more like what we were used to, would have one or two GPs or family medicine specialists, and they would have about 10 SHOs working with them. And they, the SHOs would see what we would call minor illnesses and they would refer to the family medicine specialist for a more holistic overview of the patient care to progress patient disease management, chronic disease management, maybe to untangle a complex case. So they are only seeing a small percentage of the patients who attend every day. And then the other thing, the diseases that they see are obviously also very different. Almost 20% of the population here have diabetes, diagnosed diabetes, and obviously there's also some undiagnosed, whereas I was checking the figures in Ireland are between 3 to 4% of the population. So that means that, you know, 3 out of every 10 patients are diabetic. So that makes a huge difference to every consultation because diabetes is always in the room, if you like. So, and also... Failure to thrive in short stature 
is at almost 20% in the under five population here. So there's a huge amount of work to be done around education um, and child nutrition and family medicine specialists lead on that. They also have their maternal mortality is unfortunately still a lot higher than in Ireland. And our family medicine specialists actually look after antenatal patients up to a far more advanced stage than would be normal in Ireland. So they would look after patients with eclampsia, and most of your listeners will probably know what that is. Whereas in Ireland, if we saw somebody with preeclampsia, we would be rushing them urgently to the hospital. So they deal with a lot more complex cases than we do, and they deal with an awful lot more staff than we do. And then obviously the other big thing would be the multiple ethnicities and associated languages. They would see patients in English, in Malaysian, in Chinese, a few different dialects here would be Hoiken and Hyanese. In other districts, it would be Tamil. And then there's different dialects within all the different states as well. So they have a lot of different things to, to deal with and to manage than, than we would have. And we, it's, you know, that's a lot of the work we're doing. We're contextualizing the curriculum to reflect what they're seeing and what they need to be able to manage to be safe, high quality family medicine specialists. And just like in Ireland, you have the same core values and ideology as the ICGP programme in Ireland mm-hmm. and the same practical hands on approach. And is it also the case then that graduates will receive the MICGP award? Is that correct? Yeah, we've just got our, we've just got the results of our second sitting of the CKT. And our trainees did very well. Not all of them passed, but the majority did. So we're very happy with that. And they will be doing their CCT, which is part two in September. So they will have membership of the Irish College. But for those of you involved in training, all trainees also need to get their CSCST, which is uh, involves multiple criteria along the way, including, you know, formal assessment of communication skills and up to date ACLS certificates. So lots of different criteria. And our trainees also need to achieve all of those. So absolutely, the standard of the doctors who graduate from our programme is going to be as high as that of the doctors who graduate in Ireland. But they are Malaysian doctors who are going to work in Malaysia. And that's very much our remit. We're not training doctors for export. We're hoping that they will stay and improve the primary care infrastructure here in Malaysia. And we're constantly reminding them of that, you know, that that's why why we're here. And we hope that that's also why they're here. Cathy, why is having an Irish National Clinical Director important? I think at this stage in the setup and de- development of MintFM, it's essential. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, I, I felt that my own experience setting up North Dublin was helpful. But I was also a tutor back at the time when the network was really expanding. And even in the last weekend, I had our first annual scheme directing workshop where I, myself and a colleague who came over from Ireland, Dr. Ming Rowett, taught our new scheme directing team all about small group learning. So again, for those not involved in GP training, small group learning is a concept which Dr. Michael Boland in particular championed. And I would say, you know, moved to a whole new standard in Irish general practice education. And I actually used an old handbook from 1999 that the ICGP library found for me. 
and it was as relevant and as important last weekend here in Malaysia as it was when it was first published back in 1999. And in our vision and mission, we mentioned that, that, you know, the decades of Irish general practice training, what we've learned, how we've adapted, how we've, you know, learned the challenges of the rural GP training practices versus the city-based GP practices and maintaining that, you know, that enthusiasm towards high quality what we learnt in Ireland is really invaluable to people here in Malaysia, as long as we remember to stay respectful of what they do and how they do it. And I think for now, MintFM needs an Irish director, but in time, and not that long a time, I hope that they will have a Malaysian national director who will refer to Ireland occasionally as they become increasingly autonomous. Cathy, you've given us great insights there and a, a wonderful flavour of the work you're doing and of the healthcare system in Malaysia. Where can listeners find out more? So our website address is <laughs> is not that easy to say. So what I would just suggest is that you put into Google MintFM, M-I-N-T-F-M, and we're hosted on the RUMC website. So that's the RCSI UCD medical campus here in Malaysia. So they host us and they host our website as well. But as you say, just Google Minta FM. And we'll put the full website address in the description on this podcast as well. Thank you to Dr. Cathy Cullen, the Medical Director of Mint FM, for joining me on this episode of GP Works. Remember, you can subscribe for our latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and we have fresh episodes arriving every few weeks. You can follow the College on Twitter and Instagram at ICGP News and on the College's website, icgp.ie. I'm Aileen Amara, and thanks for listening. <laughs>